Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parle, which is Parent Talk's French edition. And you can join me every Wednesday live on the web at Nikki Radio, N-I-K-Y radio.ca for a parenting segment at 12.30 p.m. And from 9 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time, I'm with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hi, everyone. Heather Fox here. Yes, co-host of Parent Talk. And yes, I'm also a mom of two. Before we get going, I would love to tell everyone about our sponsor, Leapfrog Gymnastics, which is here in Coquitlam. So Hudson and Alex have been having an amazing time going to class and the boys get to go through super fun circuits made of specialized mats and equipment that are great to help them with um, different skills such as body awareness, spatial awareness, strength and balance, and all these great things and of course those social skills as well. So as a sponsor, Leapfrog Gymnastics is offering our listeners $25 off their first month of classes for new members only with the promo code PARENTTALK. So for more information on programming and birthday parties, you can visit leapfroggym.com. Hope to see you guys there. Yes. And today we're talking about Beyond the Birds and Bees, Sex Education for Kids. And we have with us today Corinne Underwood. Corinne is a sexual health educator and a certified sex intimacy and relationship coach. So hi, Corinne. Welcome to Parent Talk Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yes, we're really excited to talk about sex. So <laughs> <laughs> my favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Corinne, when is the right time to start talking about sex with our children? Right now. <laughs> so there's never a perfect time. It's really from the moment they're born. And if you haven't started the talk then, then start now, no matter what the age is. And what do we start with? Books or? The best way really is to start with proper names for body parts. Yes. And that's giving them body autonomy and uh, learning what the appropriate names are. And then from there to, yes, incorporating books is a really safe way of integrating knowledge and also that connection piece with parent and child. Mm -hmm, the visual, right? Absolutely. With the book. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, you know, kids are so curious. They're like sponges. They, they're interested. And it, when they're super young, there's no attachment to their body. They just want to learn and absorb information. So, in fact, we cannot tell them too much. That's often a question I get from parents is, what if I tell them too much? Won't that make them more sexual earlier in their development? And not at all. We're finding that studies have indicated that the more we tell them, the longer that they will refrain from having intercourse as adults because they're more confident in their bodies and they're more aware of what their needs and wants are. Mm -hmm. Cute little stories here, Heather and Corinne. I explained to Alex that in his testicles, there's um, little sperms and little sperms are little babies, right? So I was trying to explain that to him and I, he's going around telling people that he has babies in his testicles like, <laughs> at the mall. And 
<laughs> well, you know, it is true, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's well, really cute. Can right? I share a proud parenting moment? Absolutely. Oh, yes. So we went to the doctor because Hudson had a bit of a rash down there. So um, we've always been, or me specifically, really um, wanting to make sure he's using proper names. So at about two and a half, he told the doctor that his penis hurt. And the doctor was like, looked at me. Did he just say penis? And I said, yeah. He's like, Hudson, can you show me where it hurts? My penis hurts. He's like, wow, I have never seen a child this young use the proper term. I'm like, yes. So fantastic. <laughs> I was really proud because he used it. I was like, yay. <laughs> That's amazing. And you know what? The more that we can have conversations like this and create community around sexual health and wellness and support other parents, the more that we will diffuse that stigma and shame around sex and have open conversations, which is a totally natural part of our, our life and our well-being. Yeah. So why is it so important? First and foremost, um, abuse prevention. Oh, okay. That, that's number one. Um, and the statistics are out that abuse actually happens more in uh, with people that we know rather than strangers. So for most of us educators now and, and teachers, they're getting away from that stranger danger talk uh, because really it's not about strangers. It's about people that we know that are close to us. Uh, so that's a big part of it. But also by developing confidence, um, it's setting our, our youth of the future up for life skills to acknowledge and honor their bodies, to take care of themselves. And also when it comes to consent, for respecting other people's boundaries um, and listening to what they need and what's important to them and what's going to keep them safe, not just as a, as a, a toddler, but as they navigate through life, through situations. Mm-hmm, I love it. So we've kind of talked about like how we should be talking about right from the beginning. So what's a good way, is it just through body parts? Is that how we could start to introduce the talking about sex is that where it's we start? a great question and you know there used to be that that thought of that it's the talk we have to <laughs> sit our kids down and talk know, about da, talk. Da, da, da. <laughs> that, that, that talk and you know for any of us that had the talk that didn't serve us very well so it's about incorporating um the the talks a continuous talks in everyday experiences so for example you can be out um, at the grocery store and you see a magazine with uh, someone on the cover and you could have a talk about wow like have a look at that magazine how does that make you feel do you think those bodies are real uh, do you think they're made up? Are they, you know, are they airbrushed? Like, you know, we we're, we're want to use age-appropriate language as kids develop, but we want to incorporate everyday experiences. So we could be watching a movie or, or a TV show, and maybe there's a family there that is um, transgendered, or there's a, you know, there there's a the gay couple in the family. Like, that's a good way to bring that in and to say, hey, did you notice that? There's many different types of families around. It's it's everyday experience. We could be driving in a car and there could be music playing and there could be some language or sexual innuendos in the music and, and bringing it up with our kids in that moment. Hey, did you hear that? What do you think about this? How does that make you feel? And, and so by doing that and having everyday conversations, we are 
engaging with our kids. We're also reducing that shame and stigma. We're building trust because the key here is as parents, we want to be that askable adult, as I call, that go-to mentor for our kids. And if we can establish that right from an early age, then our kids are more likely to come to us when the going gets tough as, as they're growing and going through puberty and beyond. And so it's, it's a continuous conversation. And when kids are young, especially we're, we're spending so much time bathing them and feeding them and also you know, people coming into their lives that want to embrace them and touch them and hug them. And so establishing about the ways to say no um, and that our body is our own bodies and our bodies, we have the right to say no of people touching our bodies. And nobody has that right unless we give them permission. So instilling that right from a young age. Um, and also, you know, bathing them, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna, we're gonna wash your penis, we're gonna wash your vulva, this is important to keep your body safe and clean. And reminding them that nobody has a right to touch your body, except, you know, mom and dad, we're cleaning and keeping you safe and healthy. But if someone else tries to touch you, what do you say? So incorporating that language, not in a fearful way, but in, in everyday sort of we're, we're maneuvering through life. And, you know, I have a, a good example here is that my daughter's now 10, but uh, when she was six, I was menstruating and she saw blood. There was, there was blood uh, on a tissue that had rolled the tampon up and, and put it in the, 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 the wastebasket. And she said, mom, are you okay? I'm worried about you. And I said, no, this is a natural process. Mommy has her time of month. This is when we, what we call we bleed. And so, and, and use terminology of like, this is a natural process every single month that once you get to a certain age that you will go through as well. And it's, it's an amazing part of life. So, you know, and they're going to see tampons and they're going to want to play with it. And they're going to want to see a pad and put it in their underwear. And that's not just for a, a girl. This is for all genders to get comfortable with these things in the household. Interesting. I got my period quite young and I didn't know what was happening. And so I was kind of keeping it very secret and, and created a little bit of like, what the heck is happening? And a little bit of anxiety. When is this going to happen again? And then I ended up having to talk about this with my mom. I think it's my dad that actually told her, I think your daughter, <laughs> you need to have the talk. <laughs> That's what my mom told me anyways. But yeah, because I was so young, right? I think I just caught my parents off guard. So just being on top of it and whenever the opportunity is there, just go for it, right? Absolutely. And I think what it does too for us when we when we realize how important it is for our kids' well-being um, for their entire life, it also enables us to take a real solid look at where our comfort level is with ourselves and our own bodies. And, and perhaps we might need help and support around that so that we can continue to be those positive role models for our kids. Yeah, I love it. So how do we have the talk? <laughs> you mentioned earlier the talk. Yeah. So books are a really great way to integrate. So, you know, as our kids start to grow a little bit, so outside of the proper names for body parts and simple terminology about um, pregnancy and birth, because kids see it, it's very visual, right? So we want to be able to to say, uh, talk to them about, yeah, so a baby grows in the uterus and and the baby will be born either through, there's a couple different ways that babies can be born. Using terminology like that, as, as kids start to advance a little bit in their age, a fantastic way is to definitely incorporate books. And sometimes as kids grow, they don't want, they'll be resistant to the books. 
Um, and so what I suggest to parents, and particularly if they, they haven't started incorporating talk about body parts and sexuality from a very young age, perhaps maybe they're starting at seven or eight when their child's that age. And sometimes the child will be like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to learn that. Uh, what I suggest to parents is get them anyway and leave them around the house. Make your environment a safe environment for kids to come and explore. And, and you'll find that over time, as you leave them out and around the house, they'll start looking and then they'll be interested. And, and the great part of that is, is as you notice that, that's your opportunity to step in and say, hey, I noticed looking through that book, I'd love to read it with you. And let's talk about it. Let's do this together. And another thing I, I really highly recommend for parents is that we're human and we are developing this bond with our children and and they're were their role models but they also want to know our stories because we went through all these things as kids and it's been you know we have trials and tribulations and to be able to show and explain our vulnerabilities around sex and sexuality actually helps to strengthen that bond it makes us more human in their eyes and it and and they trust us more so don't be afraid to share those stories, like some of the examples that we've given tonight. Mm-hmm, I love it. So how do we handle the awkward? It's, it's not easy for everybody. So sure. how do we an- handle the awkward? I, you know, awkward is going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just, I always say sex is messy. Sex is awkward <laughs> no matter at what age we're at, right? <laughs> uh, so firstly is about creating community around this topic. And, and education is power, right? So the more that we can educate ourselves sort of in advance of is a great thing to do. And having community of support networks that we can rely on. Um, but but in the moment when things come up is don't make a big deal about it. You know, we, we tended to stress over things so much and that's the nature of being parents. But these awkward questions are going to happen all the time. And the, the more they happen, the better it is for your relationship. So to give some solid examples, there's going to be times that kids ask questions to you about sex that you won't be able to answer in the moment. And so I say to parents, don't feel you have to answer them in that moment. What is most important is that you acknowledge the question. You want to acknowledge it. You don't want to ignore it. So acknowledge it. And if you're not comfortable answering in that moment, tell your kid. Say, you know what? This is important to you. This is important to me. And so I want to make sure that we talk about it, but now is not the right time. Or whatever that is. I mean, I often find that kids will ask questions when you are in the middle of company or you're going to the bathroom or you're driving <laughs> to the soccer game. Like they don't plan ahead of when they're going to ask you these questions. So it's up to you to let them know when you're going to follow up with it, but definitely follow up. So that's number one. So acknowledge the question. Number two is you want to answer with the facts. So, you know, and again, if you don't know, let's say, I don't know the answer. Let's look it up together. And number three, you want to check in. You want to check in that you actually answered the question that they asked. So I'll give you a perfect example. So a, a child went to their parent and said, what do you know about masturbation? And so that's a big one, right? So A, you want <laughs> yeah. to acknowledge the question. You want to answer with the facts. Look it up if you don't know. Um, and then, but when you're checking in, their child could actually have been asking for permission, not necessarily about what masturbation was. So you definitely want to check in. 
if, if you know, make sure that you really answer that question. Um, and we don't want to leave out pleasure because I find that we are very um, resistant to really talking about pleasurable experiences and pleasure. We are inundated with sexuality in the media, um, in the on the internet, through pornography, and yet, and so there's, you know, this fear based when we're talking about pleasure, but pleasure is such a healthy component of our lives in every aspect of our lives. And pleasure is our birthright. So we want to make sure that we still incorporate pleasure. So as our child is growing, and even when they're young toddlers, and they're in the bathtub playing, we can use terminology to say, you know, some of your body parts are more sensitive than others. And sometimes when you touch them, they feel good and that's okay. But if you want to touch yourself, we want to make sure that you do it in private. It's really important that we have those, those conversations. But an example around pleasure, I I had a parent that came to me and said, my child was going through my bedside drawer and found a vibrator. (laughs) Oh my God, what do I do? (laughs) And I said, you just say, that is something that I use that feels good. That's it. Nothing more. You don't have to go into an elaborate dialogue because kids will shut off. They'll be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. And, you know, maybe six months, eight months, a year down the line, your your kid might come back to you and say, you remember I saw that object in your drawer and you said it was for pleasure. Can you talk about it more with me? Like, and that's okay. And then little, little steps because it's, reducing again the shame and we don't have to make such a big deal about this stuff but definitely answer factually and leave it at that I love it so if a parent has had um, an experience of abuse or trauma in the past sexually when or if like is it good to share potentially with a child um, like when they're older or when they like yeah just when could that be a appropriate you talked about kind of sharing your human experience but when like how does it's, you talked about sh- the, the boundaries <laughs> the and, boundaries you know. and that. absolutely so yeah I mean mm-hmm. that's obviously a lot more sensitive and so how do you go about that well first of all uh, it, as a parent if you've had experienced trauma in your life I mean you have to be ready for that right because even talking about it can sometimes be triggering for people so if you've actually gotten to a place uh, with yourself that you feeling more comfortable in your body and, and sharing that experience I and mean, that's the first step right so we want to make sure that we're in a really good place um, so it's not going to re-trigger uh, any experience but when it comes to talking about uh, experiences when we are setting our kids up for learning about their bodies we are also instilling in them that learning about our bodies is a way to keep us safe and and why is it a way to keep us safe because if someone attempts to touch you and touch your genitals or even any other area of your body that's not their right if you haven't given them permission other than those that you are respect and they they trust and they're caring for you like your parents or a trusted caregiver and so that is also a time to sort of segue and and that age is generally around seven and and up before then, they don't have the capacity to really understand that emotional context of that. And it becomes a bit more fear-based, right? So when we're sharing very vulnerable experiences like that, we want to make sure that they're sort of on that emotional development as well. But again, choosing the correct terminology and saying that, you know, I've had whatever that is particular, but I've had an experience that someone harmed me or they 
I didn't give them permission to touch my body. And, and that was a barely bad experience. And I don't want that to happen for you. So just being mindful. And as years go on, now you've opened the door. So then your, your child down the line will probably come to you and ask for more details when they're ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Corinne, before we go, do you have any words of wisdom for us? I sure do. Just relax. Have fun with this. Don't be so hard on yourself. And get as much education as you can. Surround yourself in a great community and dive in. Awesome. Corinne, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? On my website, which is choicesforsexualhealth.com. And what you'll find there as well is there's a section that lists sort of age-appropriate information uh, for kids, as well as there's a resource section as well for books and YouTube videos and lots of things for kids, right from infancy all the way up to young adult years. Awesome. Well, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Corinne and Heather, for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be. Don't forget, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we are releasing some mini episodes called Real Mom Moments, where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives as mom. If you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the Contact Us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you are near us, don't forget to check out leapfrog gymnastics and get you $25 off your first month of classes with the promo code parent talk follow us on instagram facebook and twitter and you can always subscribe to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca if you enjoyed today's episode we are inviting you to share it on your social media as we all know parenting can be hard so it's important to remember to laugh keep learning Cherish your village and be true to yourself. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.